Sophonius. Sophonius was of royal blood, a great grandson, it seems, of King Ezekias of Judah. He received an excellent training, as his style and his sure grasp of political events and tendencies abundantly proves. A careful examination of the 53 verses of which his prophecy is composed makes it certain that he exercised the prophetical office during the early years of Josiah's, perhaps about the year 630 BC, before the work of reform was begun by that king and when conditions were like those in the reign of Manasseh. We find him denouncing the court officials who ape foreign social and religious fashions, the princes and the judges who despoiled the people like roaring lions and evening wolves, the rich merchants who are wrapped up in silver, build houses and plant vineyards and say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. As if he were irrelevant. The priests and the popular prophets, senseless men without faith, who delude the people and pollute the sanctuary. The whole city of Jerusalem, which though resplendent to the eye, with its majestic walls and high towers, is actually rotten within, because it trusteth not in the Lord, nor draweth near to its God. Jehovah alone is just in the midst thereof, and morning after morning brings his judgment to light. Truly, not only the pagan nations, but Israel also is ripe for the day of the Lord. No prophet has depicted the divine judgment on the nations of the world, and on Jerusalem in particular, in such terrifying colours as Sophonius. His words remind us of our Lord's description of the signs that shall precede the coming of the Son of Man on the last day. Be silent before the face of the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near, the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and exceeding swift. The voice of the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty man shall there meet with tribulation. That day is a day of wrath, a day of tribulation and distress, a day of calamity and misery, a day of darkness and obscurity, a day of clouds and whirlwinds, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high bulwarks. And I will distress men, and they will walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord. And their blood shall be poured out as earth, and their bodies as dung. Neither shall their silver and their gold be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. And these words, of course, have been incorporated by the church into the liturgy and into the, the office uh, of the dead. Dies ire, dies ila, dies tribulationis et angustiae, dies calamitatis et miseriae. The Latin translation of some of the words we have just read and which are familiar to us in the dies ere of the Requiem Mass. Only those who repent in time and the meek of the earth who seek justice and meekness and love humility shall escape the threatened doom. Let these servants of God therefore wait patiently until the approaching judgment is accomplished. The outcome will be that the purged and purified remnant of Israel will serve God with one consent and cleave to the Lord in sincerity of heart and trusting in him 
will dwell in safety in their own land. For then I will take away out of the midst of thee thy proud bolsters, and thou shalt no more be lifted up because of my holy mountain. And I will leave in the midst of thee a poor and needy people, and they shall hope in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity, nor speak lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed and lie down, and there shall be none to make them afraid.